0: unto our Bibles tonight, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 6 tonight, we're going to begin there in verse 1, only going to go really a couple of verses, verse 1 and 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and we'll take a look at verses 1 and 2, I've entitled this message, The Accepted Time, The Accepted Time. Second Corinthians chapter 6, and we'll begin... There in verse one and two, we think about uh, when we think about the accepted time. The accepted time really is uh, really just the uh, uh, the season, the season in essence of uh, grace, uh, which is actually what we're in right now. We are in the accepted time uh, right now. We are in that the season of grace where we can accept Christ as our Savior. Uh, one of these days, where uh, there's going to be a time period where they, we're not uh, where folks are not going to have that time. Amen. There's going to come a time when the accepted time will be over, and there'll be another time, and that time will be a time of judgment. We'll look at that here in just a little bit, but uh, entitled the message, The Accepted Time tonight. Now, I've talked to a lot of folks, you know, over the years, you know, of course, about salvation. I've had a few, not many, but I've had a few that have talked to me about, well, you know, I'm just not ready to get saved yet, you know, I've just got some other things I want to do, and, you know, I just, uh, uh, just need to uh, do some other things in my life. One day I'll get saved, all these different types of things, and... And, uh, you know, and, and I have really have yet, have, haven't really ever had anybody tell me, you know, um, uh, a list of different reasons why, you know, I guess so to speak, why we shouldn't get saved. Just kind of made some excuses, uh, but uh, I got to thinking, I thought, well, you know what, let's, uh, let's make a list tonight of reasons why we shouldn't get saved. Number one, all right, now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about the rest of it. All right, now as we think about the accepted time and we think about reasons why we should get saved, well, I can list all different kinds of reasons why we should get saved, amen? I mean, I can list, uh, I mean, it would go on and on and on about all the different reasons why a man should get saved. But as we take a look at some things here tonight, I pray it be the blessing to you when we think about salvation, we think about our eternity because, listen, our eternity is something we need to make that we need to make sure that we are sure about uh, because eternity, as we've said before, is a long time to be wrong, And now we have this idea that maybe, well, I'll get saved one day, you know, or uh, maybe when I'm, on my, when I'm on my deathbed, maybe I'll do it then. Listen, not everybody gets that chance. You know, there's a lot of people, they just, uh, uh, young and old alike, go out just like that. Don't have that opportunity to accept Christ as their Savior. Don't have, uh, don't have that moment to where they feel like, well, I'll just get things right before I go. Sometimes things are pretty instantaneous, Sometimes things, sometimes people leave this earth, uh, you know, and uh, very quickly, I had a friend of mine uh, who, uh, we, he uh, was 47 years old, a young guy, I guess, I guess you can call him a young guy, I'm 46, so I call him a young guy, I like to think about that, uh, so he was 47 years old, uh, and one day he just, uh, he was, a re- he's a really good friend of mine, and, and uh, he rolled into uh, Burger King, uh, worked at a job that I was at, and got him a, got him a sandwich, and pulled up at a lake, and was sitting there on his lunch break and sitting there in his company car, and he was just uh, eating lunch, and he was talking to his wife. And then all of a sudden, uh, she didn't hear him anymore. And uh, she didn't know what was going on, didn't exactly know what was happening, and the uh, state trooper rolled in a little bit later, and he was hunched over the steering wheel, and he was gone. It was uh, said that he had had a massive heart attack right there on the spot, and it took him in and it took him away. Saying all that to say this is that here he was. He was sitting there at the lake, just looking at, the essence, the beauty of God's creation, just taking in everything that was there. I imagine that's why he pulled up there, just to kind of get away from everything and look over everything. And there he was, talking to the, talking on the, uh, talking on his phone to his wife. And next thing you know, just like that, he was gone into eternity. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you're. It uh, doesn't matter if you're just really young, uh, even a child, a baby, or, or even if we're uh, 100 years old. Any of us at any time can go just like that. So when you think about the accepted time, that's the time which we're in. We're in that time of grace. When we have the opportunity to accept Christ as our Savior, there's going to come a time we're not going to be able to do so when that time is going to be gone. And of course, on the day of your death, uh, and the day that you die and you expire out of this world and your soul leaves your body, that will be the very last time, your last opportunity that you had to accept Christ as your Savior. So as we look here in the text, let's take a look at what the Bible shows us here. Let's take a look at verse 1. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1 there, the Bible says, We then as workers together... With him beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain, for he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. As we take a look there at verse two, the very middle part of that verse, I want us to take a look at that word behold. He says there, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We think about that word behold there. That word behold there really means, has the idea of, uh, of something that you need to, to look at. Take some time to pay attention. Behold, behold this. Take a look at it. Now, listen, uh, the, the, the apostle isn't talking about just take a glance at this. Don't just, uh, you know, this isn't salvation and the opportunity of salvation, the season of grace. Is this something that we just want to uh, just glance at it uh, or a moment that we want to let it pass by? Uh, you know, we want to call upon the Lord while he is near, amen? When when the Holy Spirit of God's knocking on the door of your heart, uh, we want to make sure that we take advantage of that opportunity. Nobody comes to God unless the Holy Spirit draws him. So whenever uh, whenever that opportunity of salvation comes up and God is speaking to our heart about getting saved, what we want to make sure that we do is is that we don't let that opportunity pass by because we don't know when we we're gonna have that next chance. We don't know when we're gonna have that next opportunity. We don't know any of us here tonight When that moment of our when that, when that time is going to get here When we become absent from this body And I pray to the good Lord That all of us here tonight are saved On our way to heaven And that if we're absent from the body That we'll all be present for, uh, present with the Lord But listen I don't know that for a fact I only know about myself Every man has to work out his own salvation with God Every man has to deal with himself About his own salvation with the Lord You have to examine your own heart And see where you're at with God And here we see we see the accepted time This season, this opportunity to get saved. And the Bible says, as he is speaking, he says, behold, now is the accepted time. The idea is that what you need to do right here tonight in this very room is that you need to take a look. You need to examine, do a a, a behold even your own self. I think there's lots of things to look at. One of the things we need to look at is our own self. And the Bible, of course, tells us that there's none righteous, no, not one, and so, when we look at our own selves, we can understand and see that none of us here tonight, that we're not perfect, you know, we from the pulpit to the pew, listen, we all need work, and we know that, and we understand that, and understanding that, beholding who we are, seeing who we are, that we are a sinful people, and that if we don't get right with God, that we will die lost, and if we die lost, there is a real devil's hell, and uh, that God has prepared for the devil and his angels, not people. And so, we got to understand that, that, that in this accepted time we're in, that there is no good greater of an opportunity that you have tonight than as you hear the gospel and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ to give you that opportunity of salvation because if we let it pass by this evening there's no guarantee there's no guarantee that we'll get saved uh, tonight before the service is over or uh, or or before we get home there's no guarantee uh, there's no guarantee you know when that next opportunity may come to uh, may come up because we may expire before that happens. The Bible shows us right here in verse two, for he saith I have heard thee and in a time accepted and in the day of salvation I have secured thee. Behold now is the accepted time. One of the things I like about the accepted time is that we have a God that deals with that deals personally with, with people. See, we have a personable we have a personable God, a personable Savior. Who who comes to us and deals with us and, and speaks to us. Uh, that's one of the things I just love about God is that He cares about every individual. That He is a personable God, that he deals with us on a, uh, on, a, uh, on a personal level, that God cares about what's going on in life. He cares about your salvation. He cares about where you're going. He cares about what's going on in your life. And so we have a personable God tonight. And so I encourage you this evening to understand that there is a personable God out here today that gave his only begotten son to die for your sins and for mine. And during this season of grace, during this accepted time, It is my plea to you and I believe the Father in heaven and the Lord Jesus Christ himself who died on that old rugged cross and gave himself for you that during this accepted time that you would hear the call of Christ and that you would uh, hear the voice of God in your heart and that you would do business with God in this accepted time because we have a personable God who desires to have a personal relationship with you. And so there we see there in verse 2 the word behold, to look, to look at ourselves, but not just look at ourselves, but to. Uh, not just look at ourselves but to look what uh, uh, but even to look ahead listen if I don't accept Christ as my savior there's only two places I'm going to go the Bible says well now uh, the Bible teaches this listen if I get saved then that means uh, my name is written down in the Lamb's book of life all my sins are forgiven I now have a home in heaven reserved in heaven there waiting on me uh, prepared by the Lord Jesus himself however if I die lost the Bible says that there is a hell that a man will go to and and there he will burn for all eternity in fire and torment uh, and and, and a desperate place where the worm dieth not and in in, in outer darkness and I'll tell you what, when you think about the reasons not to get saved as I stated earlier there is not a reason not to get saved, there is not a reason not to get saved now I know people come up with all different kinds of excuses, but I haven't heard a reason yet there's all different kinds of excuses. Well, you know, I, I got this going on and then I got this happening and I got this happening and I got this happening and well, I, I, I'm too old for here or I'm too young for this or I've sinned too much here. Listen, there, I, and, and I, I've heard a lot of different things. I've heard a lot of excuses but I don't think I've ever heard a reason. There's not a reason for nobody to get saved. You know why? Because where sin abounds grace, much more abounds What that means is, that means that no matter what you've done, that means that no no matter how far away from God you think you've gone, that uh, that there is a God in heaven that that is willing to, to, uh, to, to, to expand his grace upon your life, who is willing to reach down into whatever depths of the darkness that you may be, so that he can save you. As the Bible says, and we often quote, that his hand is not shortened that he cannot save. And so no matter where you are, that the God of heaven can reach down into the sinful uh, blackness of this world and he can save your soul, if you will, but so let him. But that is a personal decision that you have to make. The preacher can't make it for you, mom and daddy can't make it for you, and grandma and grandpa can't make it for you, but that is something that you have to desire to do on your own. So we have a personable God tonight that says one of the things that he wants us to do is he wants us to look. Look at ourselves, look and see who we are Look and see the direction that we're going Listen, if we're lost, we're on our way to a devil's heaven. God, by all means, wants us to understand that Desires for us to see it But the Bible says that the God of this world The little G, the, the devil, the little God of this world Is blinding the hearts and minds of men To the light of the glorious gospel And so what we want to do is, is we want to exa- We want to look, we want to examine, we want to see Because there's a lot of people that can't see tonight they can't see themselves. Uh, they can't see. Uh, they can't see uh, 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 the, the what's going on. Uh, what the Bible says about the future, they don't understand. What uh, what the Bible says about heaven, they don't. They can't see. They can't see. Uh, they can't see uh, what the Bible says about hell. And so we have to be able to see and understand that the Bible is telling us that we need to look and we need to look at ourselves and we need to look and understand that there's a hell that real people are going to. That there's also a heaven. That real people can go to as well. And the Bible says he says, "Behold," but then he says, when after he says, "Behold," there in verse two, he says, "Behold now." It's not only do we have uh, do we have a personal God that spends personal time with us, but we also we also can see that he's talking about this present time. Notice he says, "Behold now, now is, now is," and so what now is is what now is that is uh, that is this present right here in which we're sitting. And there is no reason why a man should not get saved. I mean, if I was to say, if you was in debt and you couldn't get out of debt, and there's no way in the world you could ever get out of debt, and I was to walk up to you and say, listen, I tell you what, I will pay your debt, and there's nothing else you ever have to worry about again. People would be lined up out that door. Would they not? If you, had, if you had a debt that you, there's no possible way that you can pay. And it was such a pressure in your life, and there was no way that you could escape it. And you desired to be free from it, and you and you wished on it that, that, that you didn't have this debt on your life. It was such a weight on you. And I come up to you and said, I tell you what, I'll pay for it myself. That way you don't have to worry about this any longer. People would be lined up out that door, going down the road, going down 29, desiring to be free from their debt. And I'm just sitting here trying to tell you tonight that in a spiritual way, that's what the Lord Jesus has done. And that's what the Lord Jesus is offering. We all have a debt that we could not pay. We couldn't do it on our own. But the Lord Jesus here tonight is saying, listen, you, you have a sin debt that you cannot pay. It is, it, 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 is by far, it is by far more than what you could ever even possibly imagine to pay for. And the Lord Jesus said, I tell you what, if you'll just give it to me, I will pay for it and you can walk away free. And you no longer have to worry about this, uh, this, uh, this debt on your life. You no longer have to worry about this weight on your life. We can, we can settle this thing right now and it can all be over. You say, man, it'd be insane to pass up a deal like that. That's why there's no reason not to get saved. That's why there's no reason not to get saved. By our own admission, we would think, man, you would be crazy. You would be absolutely crazy not to accept a deal such as that. And that's exactly my point. Is that we are a people who have sinned against an all-body God in so many ways. That there is no possible way that any of us could pay it no matter how holy we try to be and no matter how much our good works and no matter, uh, no matter what church we go to and uh, no matter how much we give to the church no matter what good deeds that we do. Listen, there is no way for us to get to heaven except through Christ. That's right. so listen, I, I, can't, I can't get you to heaven but I can point you to the man that can. There's no way that I can get you to heaven. Listen, I, this preacher can't get you to heaven. Listen, when the, when the Lord Jesus said, when He told the people, when He told the people to come, He didn't tell them to come to the preacher. He didn't tell them to come to Him. They didn't tell him to come to her. He didn't tell him to come to all these other people for salvation. He said, Come to me. Come unto me. So here we can see that salvation here tonight. It's something that is personal, but it's also something that is present. And by our own admission, we would say to ourselves, it would make absolutely no sense to let this moment pass by. Uh, This accepted time, this season of grace I have right here, presented right here in front of me, to let that slip by. To let this time of mercy, to let this time of of long-suffering, to let this time of favor, to let this time of love, to let this time of forgiveness, to let this time of opportunity, to let all of this just pass right by and do nothing about it would be absolutely insane. But yet people every day are doing it. I wonder how many people sat in churches all across America today, not just America, but all across the world. I wonder how many people sat in churches all across the world on the Lord's Day, come inside the church. They sat down in the pew. Maybe, perhaps, they brought a Bible with them, and they sat there in the pew. And they uh, heard. Uh, they heard a man get up, and he preached about the Lord, and had a good gospel message. And they sat there, and they they listened to it. God was speaking to their heart, and maybe even perhaps they sat in the pew, and tears fell down from their face, and and uh, and, and God was speaking to their heart about salvation. And yet, instead of accepting Christ, instead of doing what they knew they ought to do, they they. Decided to walk right out the door the same way that they came in. And you say, man, it makes no sense. Why would a man do something like that when he has such a great opportunity? And that's what I want us to see here tonight is that we have this opportunity. We have this accepted time. This time right here, this season, laid right here before us. Or we can get our hearts right with God, where we can sell our sin accounts with the Lord, that we can no longer be at enmity with God, and that we can be uh, that we can be called the uh, the sons and daughters of the Lord. We have this opportunity laid out right here, right now, right in front of us. And, and so we can see this accepted time, and the Bible says there in verse two, he says, behold, and then he also says, now is. And so it is on this moment, it is today. Today is the day of salvation. And he says, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And so we can see that it is something that is present. But understand, we, uh, the Lord is dealing with us in a personal time. And it, is, and it is, of course, an accepted time right now. But there's coming a day, there's coming a day where it's not going to be an accepted time. There is going to come a day where there's not going to be this season of grace, where the season of grace will be gone. And then the only thing that will be left when we get down to the latter end, and of course you go to the book of Revelation, you can see in other places as well. Uh, Luke chapter 16 shows a, a, a good, a, a good, Uh, A picture of the saved man and the lost man in essence really Uh, and you can see that there's an accepted time but there's also a time of judgment. This time of judgment where the Bible tells us and even in the book of Revelations and talking about how those that died lost and they're in the devil's hell that they will be called up to stand before God and that the great white throne judgment and and as they stand before God at the great white throne judgment the Bible says the book of Revelation that the books are open and another book is open and all these books will be opened and And inside of all those books are recorded, the Lord Jesus even saying himself that a man will have to give an account for every idle word that he spoke. Listen, that's why, one reason why I think it's good that we think before we speak. Amen? But listen, I'm thankful that I'm saved here tonight. And all of my sins have been washed away, but I tell you what, if you die lost and you stand before God on that great day, all those things revealed, all those sins opened up those things that were hid in the closet will then be, and, and the darkness will now be revealed and shouted from the rooftop. And these things will be known and these things will be opened and a man will have to give an account of himself before an almighty God. And the Bible says and shows us there in the book of Revelation uh, that when the books were opened and when a man was not there and he was found as lost and, and, uh, and, and, and not with Christ, of course he wasn't. He's at the great right throne. And so and when all of that is over and after a man is judged, the Bible says that he is picked up and cast into the lake of fire. And so there is a time and an accepted time, which is right now. But there's also a time of judgment. And so I'm just encouraging us here tonight, as the Bible says here in the verse when He says, "Look." I think we need to look at ourselves, where we're at right now. We need to look at our life. We need to look at what's going on. We need to look. At, we need to look at. I think look at what's influencing us. Look at what's trying to get us not to get saved if we're lost. Look at what's trying to keep us away from God if uh, if we're. Uh, if we're trying to make a decision about the Lord we need to look at these things in our life what is it that's keeping me away from God what is it that's maybe trying to, that's trying to keep me away from accepting Christ as my Savior we need to look and we need to do it now this isn't something someone sees when he says behold now and he's saying look now he's saying in essence this isn't something you need to wait on how many have ever had something that's really urgent that couldn't wait we all have I mean we've had some things that was really urgent some things that we couldn't wait on You know, some things we said, you know what, I have got to tend to this. This is the number one thing that I have to do right now before all other things I have to deal with this. That is what this is. Behold now. Your salvation and your eternity takes precedence over everything else. Takes precedence over everything. Your salvation, your eternity, and where you're going to spend all eternity takes precedence over everything. And so he says there in the text, Behold now, in this accepted time, do that which you know you need to do. Do that which you understand. Do that which you know is right. Don't let the uh don't let the God of this world blind your heart. Don't let him persuade you to, to live for the world and just stay out there in the world, as the Bible says, What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And so I'm trying to get us to see tonight that we seek first the kingdom of God. And the Bible says there in verse two, Behold now, now is the accepted time. Not to, uh, not later on this evening. Uh listen, not when you get home, uh not tomorrow at work or not not on Wednesday not next Sunday morning during Sunday school but he says behold now is the accepted time and so we can see that God is personal but he is also present and he says behold now is behold now is behold now is and of course he says the accepted time we understand that as to be the season of grace this time when we can accept Christ as our savior because of time coming that we cannot Notice he says, Behold, now is. Notice how he says that twice in this verse. In one verse, the Bible says, Behold, now is. Behold, now is. They're in one verse. Why would he say that? Now, if somebody told you something twice, and they told you something twice really close together in a short time period, what would you think they're probably trying to do? They're probably trying to make sure you understand they're probably trying to make sure that, that you're getting it, that it's not slipping away. You know, you ever had somebody tell you multi, you know, tell you some things they kept telling you over and over and over again? And maybe you did that to somebody else. And he was thinking, you were thinking, maybe you kept telling them. You told them maybe two, three, four, five, six, seven times. Why? Because you want to make sure. I know husbands, we're all guilty, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're all, we're all guilty. We're all guilty. Yeah, I'm thinking sometimes right now. Yeah. But I swear she only told me just, you know, the other day. But anyways, that's okay. I'm just picking. But I'm just trying to get us to see tonight that there in verse 2, he said twice, Behold now is. And sometimes we reiterate things multiple times because we want this person, we want this individual to understand what we're trying to say. Don't miss it. If anything else, don't miss this. This is important. You need to know this. Now is the accepted time. Listen, there's a lot of people that are sitting in hell tonight, a lot of people that are there. There's a lot of people that are there tonight. We've talked about this before, that are right up underneath our feet, and there they are, uh, they are wishing that they had the opportunity that you have right now to sit here in these pews and have another chance to have this accepted time. And they don't have it. They have already made their decision and their and their and their fate has been sealed, and they have uh they they have rejected the Lord, and so they are now there where they are. And the Bible says there in verse 2, it says, Behold, now is the accepted time, behold, now is the day of salvation. So as we as we look at this personable God that desires to have personable time with us, who is desiring to be present here in our life. What is it that he's offering us today? Because when we think about salvation, what is that? Well, salvation, in essence, it is a, and this is the last one, is a pardon time. It's a time of pardon. Now, what is a pardon? A pardon is when you have everything expunged. A pardon is when everything is gone, when everything is erased, like nothing was ever there. And listen, we all stood guilty before an almighty God. Every single one of us, every single one of us that's ever been born, we stood guilty before an almighty God because we didn't measure up to his standards. Now, the Bible says what every man will profess is his own goodness. And listen, we'll profess our own goodness because we look at the measure of other men. And we'll say, well, I'm good compared to him. Well, then maybe there's somebody better than him. And so they will say, well, and then we say, well, I'm good compared to him. Well, I'm good compared to him. I'm good compared to him. Listen, we have a way of measuring ourselves up against other people. But listen, regardless of who we are, regardless of what we try to do in our life, and regardless of, uh, uh, of, um, of how right that we try to be in our life, the Bible says that every man is unrighteous. And the only righteousness that I possess is the righteousness that Christ has given me. And so we can see right here that he says that today is the day. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the time of pardon. Now is the time that you can be forgiven. Now is the time that all that can be washed away. Now is the time. Don't let it pass by. Don't, 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 don't give up on it. But now is the time for you to call out to an almighty God to save your soul. And I guarantee you, if you do. You'll see that he's there already, willing and desiring to forgive you and to save you. Yes. And listen, I'll tell you what, I, I, I've been I've been saved. I got saved when I was ten years old. But that don't mean I've always done everything I need to do since I've been saved. Amen? I haven't. This old preacher up here, I haven't been perfect and by no means, and I never will be until I die and get to heaven with him. We all are work in progress, and we all have things that we're working on in our life and we all have things that we battle with and we all have things that we struggle with. But I couldn't imagine here tonight trying to do it without him. Couldn't imagine here tonight going through battles and going through struggles. And we've, I've heard, you've heard me say it a million times, but I tell you, it's the truth and it's how I feel. People say, well, you just want God because he's just a, the Lord Jesus is just a crutch on your life. No, you got it wrong, my dear friend. You may, you may, you may call it that, but I'm not, listen, I don't need God as a, a, Jesus as a crutch to get through life. I'm on total life support because I need him every second because it is only because of him that my heart is beating in my chest at this very moment. It's only because of Him that your lungs are expanding at this very time. Right. Every single beat of your heart only happens because of the grace of God. Right. It only happens because of the grace of God. The Bible tells us in the book of Job that in, that in His hand is the breath. In His hand is the breath of all mankind. In His hand, and at any moment, God can snatch it. At any moment, God can take it. It is only by His grace this evening that we're sitting here tonight. And I'm just trying to get us to see and understand that during this accepted time, we want to make sure that we get things right with God, that we want to make sure that it's under the blood, that we want to make sure that during this time of, of grace and this time of mercy and this time of forgiveness and this time of favor and this time of opportunity and this time of love, that we do what we can to make sure that we got it right with God because there is gonna come a time when the Bible says it is appointed unto a man once to die and after this, the judgment. And when that time comes, unless the Lord Jesus comes in the rapture, that moment is gonna come for every single one of us and when that time comes, will you have done business with God in the accepted time? In the time where you have grace, in the time where you had mercy because of as the Bible says, it is renewed every morning for us. There's a lot of folks that have died already and there's a lot of folks that are in hell tonight uh, and and, and they pass by on those moments of grace. They they pass by on that accepted time and they pass by on that forgiveness. They pass by on the opportunity. They pass by on the mercy. They they pass by on, on the love and they pass by on all of these things and now no longer from the day that they died to the moment that they lifted up their eyes in hell has there been a merciful day. The Bible shows us here there in verse two, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So we can see that, uh, we can see that it, this is a time of pardon. And in this time of pardon, we, we receive justification, just if I'd never sinned, that God takes all this sin away. He doesn't just, uh, he doesn't just, uh, doesn't just cover it, uh, you know, but, but he blots it out like it never existed. How many have ever had something that didn't look so good? And you said, I think I'll just try to paint this. And you painted it. Maybe I'm just going to shoot it out there. Maybe you even knew in your heart this thing is kind of rotten. But if I put a little paint on this thing, it'll look brand new. And we paint it, and it looks good. But did the paint change what it really was? No. Still on the inside, it was rotten, wasn't it not? Still on the inside, it was eaten up. Still on the inside, it was weak. Still on the inside, it, was, it, was, it had no strength on the inside. It still had no life on the inside. There was nothing there. But on the outside, oh, it looked great. It looked good. And it was even able to fool everybody that walked past it. And even in the church, the Bible says in these days, the weak and terrors will grow up together. And sometimes you won't be able to tell The witch from the witch. You won't be able to tell who's from who. But I do know this. But there is coming a time when God will separate all that. And there is coming a time when the day will reveal who every single one of us were. And what my plea is tonight is that during this accepted time that we use this accepted time, this time of grace, to accept Christ while we have the opportunity. Because we don't know when we're going to get another time. The Bible says shows us right here this day of salvation. We understand it as a time of pardon. We understand it as a time of justification. We understand it as a time of redemption. Redemption to buy back, to purchase something. Listen, when the Lord Jesus died, he bought you with his blood. He bought you with the precious, he bought you with, the Bible says, uh, the precious blood of the Lord Jesus, not with silver and gold, but from the precious blood of the Lord. He bought you here tonight. He redeemed you. Bought you back from where you were, from what you were. Gave you life. The devil's gonna do everything he can during this accepted time for you just to walk away To come up with this excuse and this excuse and this excuse and this excuse and this excuse excuse has to not get saved. But how many reasons did we list why I shouldn't get saved? Oh yeah, that's it. There was none. There's not a reason. Any sane individual would understand and see. There's no reason not to get saved. So as we think about this accepted time, the Bible says... Behold, now is. Look, see, pay attention. Because the devil's got so many people clouded their minds in this darkness that they just cannot see. And God's saying, listen, I want you to see. See where you are. See what's going on in your life. See where you're going. And I pray that tonight that has been painted for you. And you can see more clearly tonight because he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Let's pray this evening. Father, as we come to you tonight during this accepted time, Lord, I pray that you would speak to all of our hearts. What if there's someone here that's not saved, I pray, God, that today would be the day that they would look. I pray, God, that they would be today, that they would examine themselves and see where they're at. And God, I pray that today would be the day that the darkness would be lifted and they would be able to see clearly. As we think about ourselves, we think about our salvation. We think about if I died today, would I go to heaven? Do I know without a shadow of a doubt? If you're sitting here tonight and you can honestly say within yourself, if I died right now, I'm not sure if I would or I know know for a fact that I wouldn't. And you're sitting here tonight and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior. But the Holy Spirit of God is knocking on the door of your heart and desires for you to be saved. I ask you now, would you behold, would you look, would you see, would you understand the importance of this day? The importance of this opportunity that you have right now as the piano plays, and you pray. When you think about this accepted time, listen, if you're sitting here tonight and you never accepted Christ as your Savior, you can pray, you can pray something like this. But just understand, just saying a prayer just to, just to say the words with no motive and intention in the heart it's not going to save you. But I believe that if you pray and you're honest from your heart and your motive is sincere, you desire to be saved and you pray and ask God to forgive you and save you tonight I believe that He will. And you can just pray something like this Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I've, got all, I've done all kinds of sinful things in my life. Here I am, I sit here tonight. I've heard your word. And I'm praying tonight that you would forgive me of my sins. That you'd wash me clean of all my sins. I believe that you died for me. And I'm asking now, tonight, that you would forgive me and that you would save me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Understand this evening that it's not so much about what you say. It's about what you believe. The thief on the cross said, Lord, remember me. And Jesus said, today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. If you're sitting here tonight and you never accepted Christ as your Savior, but you prayed and asked the Lord Jesus to save you tonight, Nobody's looking but me and God, but maybe would you just lift your hand up so I can see it. Anybody like that here this evening? I pray, and asked Christ to save me tonight. It could be that you're just sitting here this evening. Maybe you have some folks that you love and care about. And during this accepted time of grace, you're praying that they would get saved. What I'd like to do is just open up the altar so we can stand to our feet here tonight. If you want to come to the altar and just pray, maybe have some lost loved ones Maybe you have some coworkers that need to come to Christ. You say, preacher, I just want to come up front and I just want to pray that they'd get saved. I got folks that I love. I got folks that I care about. And during this accepted time, my desire is that they call upon you. You're coming forward tonight and you want to pray for them and you're bringing their name up before God. Lift them up tonight. Pray for. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. The devil do everything he can to discourage. The devil do everything everything he can to dishearten. But I can tell you this here tonight. God loves and God is willing to forgive. To the uttermost. To the uttermost. God, I'm asking here tonight that you'd pray for these folks. I'm asking here tonight that you would help these folks as they lift up those that they love to you. And God, I'm praying that you would hear their prayers. God, there's so many many people that we know that are lost. And we're praying here this evening that you would speak to their hearts, even this very night, that it could be this night that they get saved. That it could be this very night that they call out to you. That it could be this very night Jesus, when he was speaking with Nicodemus, there in John chapter 3, Jesus said to him, ye must be born again. Listen to it again. He said, ye must be born again. The only way to get to heaven, the Lord Jesus said himself, is through him. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me you must be born again. During this accepted time, I encourage you to heed the offer of salvation. Amen, amen, thank you so much for being here tonight I pray the message was a blessing to you And uh, we would go out this week And if uh, anybody comes across our path And uh, and uh, hasn't done business with God That we would be able to tell them Listen, don't delay Don't delay and don't waste another moment Don't waste another time Don't waste another moment Let's pray together Father, we thank you so much for this night God, you've been so good Lord, I pray here this evening God, that you would just continue to uh, to help us as we leave out of here tonight, and we go out, uh, we go out into the world, we go home to the job, to the workplace, and all the other places that we go. Uh, Lord, I pray that you just keep us safe, God. I pray that you just help us, Lord, to live as you've desired and called us to live, Lord. We be good examples and uh, and have uh, be a people of integrity and testimony. Uh, Lord, I pray that you just bless our our week. And uh, Lord, we're asking that you'd help us as we get ready to come back on Wednesday night. And uh, Lord, we're just looking forward to what you're gonna do then. God, I pray that you just uh, keep us safe as we go home. And all this we ask in Jesus' name, amen.